it's the green machine Gonna rock the town without being seen Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound Yeah, everybody let's move Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove Gonna rock and roll the place With the power of the ninja turtle bass Iceman, you know I'm not playing Devastate the show what the turtles are saying Ninja, ninja, rap Ninja, ninja, rap Ninja, ninja, rap Go, go I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Jesse Rivers. This is uh, Bagged and Boarded. I think I said in a zoo most apt to fuck. You said you saw turtles in a zoo. You said turtles are the animals most apt to fuck. I thought I said in a zoo most apt to... Alright, so I thought you were supposed to extrapolate the zoo and, and add it to the next sentence. It was a carryover sentence. It was a carryover word. That exists, right? Okay. Uh, you never seen... I, for some reason, whenever I'm at a zoo... Maybe they're not even fucking. Maybe turtles just like to sit on each other like that. Then... I would say no. You think they're fucking? I mean, would you like to have a woman just laying on you all the time without fucking? Yes. It'd be uncomfortable. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But if I was a turtle, maybe no. I say yes. You don't know what a turtle thinks, Jesse. No, I don't. But I know you want to. But we all know about your furry thing. But we're speculating. Do you know what a furry is? A furry? Thank God you don't know what this is, because I just got like a good ten minutes of podcasting. <laughs> uh, a furry, furry. Furries. Like a furry animal? No. Yeah, like a furry... No. Um, there is a uh, subsect of um, the sexual fetish community called uh, furry. I don't know. I guess you're you're a furry. Fucking You would guys. be a furry. No, no, no. It goes somewhere only. <laughs> uh, it's people who identify more with animals than, than they do with humans. So, but I don't know if it's real animals or cartoon animals, but what these people do is they dress up in costumes like mascots. Uh, yes. Like The Shining. Like The Shining? They, they, do, they do it in The Shining. When Shelley Duvall is running away from Jack Nicholson and she runs and she looks down the hall and she sees the... the guy in the bear the thing? The bear, yeah. Yeah, but I don't really think that's a first... I think that was before it became the sexual connotation. Like at Comic-Con this, uh, this past Comic-Con, uh... I'm not going to name names, but a friend of ours, uh, his cousin was in, it, it was, I was hanging out in a hotel room and, the, and a friend of ours, a mutual friend, okay. his cousin was in the room and he, he, um, so he gets back from the con floor and he goes, hey guys, check out, check out my books. And I'm like, oh cool, you got a Gru book, you got a, uh, a sketchbook of Prince Valiant, which I thought was the gayest thing ever. And, uh, <laughs> and then he had a furry book. It was like a pinup book, and uh, he didn't like mention that. It was like kind of hidden in the middle of the Prince Valiant book, and it was like pictures of like cartoon tigers fingering themselves, or like a zebra sucking like a, a llama's dick. I, I don't but, find like, that appealing at see, all. See, but here's the thing: I don't know. And with a lot of these sexual fetishes, I don't know if people jerk off to them. Like to be someone must, right? Yeah, someone yeah, that, must. That's, yeah. Do you think the majority of people who collect them? Use them to masturbate or... Okay, remember when Pee-wee got arrested? Yeah. Do you remember his excuse? Not... Second time, not the first time. Excuse me. Oh, no. When, when they found the child pornography in his house. Oh, no, no, no. He had, like, over 4,000 images on his computer or something and, like, walls and walls full of framed artwork, paintings, and photos of nude boys. His excuse was that it was a kitsch collection. There was nothing sexual about it. It was, it was kitschy. You know that phrase? It was for, like, yeah. a, a camp value. But... So do you think there are people who re, who look at animal porn and would display furry stuff just because they think it's... F just for the pure shock of it? Do you think that's the majority of the crowd or the majority of the crowd is jerking... I'd say it's a minority hogs? of the crowd. I'd say the majority is getting it for sexual reasons. Now, yes, there may be some collectability to some Like, maybe the book or something like that. But I... I, I mean, why would you... Buy that if you're not at least a little interested in it. I mean, have I mean, you never bought fucked maybe? up shit just to buy? I'm sure I have, but me too. But I can't, I can't think of it right now. On I mean, that I'm level. sure the cartoon thing that 
I mean, maybe if it's a particular artist. They have or... conventions, too. Like, I've seen shows in, at hotels and stuff, and it'll be like a Holiday Inn ballroom full of people in fucking animal costumes. I don't know if they fuck in the costumes, but the well, cool... So wouldn't they have to take the costumes off? They might, dude. Leave they... the head on? No, leave the entire body. They could have holes, like, built into the furry costumes. Like, they probably they custom make all their suits for the most part, these people. I mean, these people, and there's a the thing, they don't just wear them at uh, conventions and stuff. Like, they'll walk down the street dressed like a tiger. <laughs> they feel comfortable in their everyday life. They feel more comfortable identifying with an animal. It's like a Monty Python sketch. Uh, that We almost watched it. You left right before it came on that day with the cheese, where everyone thinks they're mice. It's like a new underground craze, mice parties. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a, kind of the precursor to this whole thing. So, so what about like, the fine people that, or the not-so-fine people that we're talking about and... Who said they're not so fine? Well, either or. To Wait. Each his own. But, no, who said they're... Yeah, so to each his own means to fine people. Okay, well, that's Don't fine. judge. I'm not judging. No one prop eight, bitch. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know what that means? No I think prop that, eight. I think that's the gay marriage thing. I see. I saw it everywhere this weekend. Dude, we talked about this last podcast. For real? Yes. Too much Jimmy Moore this weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> but everywhere you drive now in Hollywood, it's Biden or Obama. Literally, I was, driving, Obama. I was driving home today... Fucking six cars in front of me all had an Obama sticker. And look, I mm-hmm. support Obama, but like I wouldn't fucking put a permanent sticker on my ride. Mm-hmm. These people are... If he loses, they all look like assholes. Well, you can take it off. Yeah, but it, le- it leaves that... You can get the alcohol and pour on that. Oh, it's it so much and... work, dude. No, the, most of these people have it on the windows. I actually had this thought process. I was like, if I were to do a sticker, I would put it onto a piece of paper and then tape that piece of paper to the inside <laughs> of the windshield. I don't think it would stick. It would... Oh, like, what if it, it rained? To the inside of the um, back window. Oh, so, so not on my, your In my hatchback. I have a yeah. hatchback. Yeah. So, like, not, not on my bumper, but in the window. Right. In the rear view. Yes, I understand what you're saying, yes. All right, yeah, yeah. The rear windshield. That's what yeah. I would do. Because people, okay. people is crazy, yo. Jess, what did you uh, read this week? I gave you some books, right? I read some of Swamp Thing. I haven't gotten through it. How much? Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Yes. To be specific. The saga of Swamp Thing. Because yes. it started with, of course... With... Jesse. What What did this story start with? No, Swamp Thing, sir. Bernie Wrightson and Lynn Lynn Wynn, yeah. Lynn Wynn and Bernie Wrightson. I didn't understand the all question. All right, all right. Uh, so, do you like it? I like it. I, 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 I think... Did you get up to the Jason Woodrow shit yet? Yes. With Fleurinic Fleur Man or whatever? Uh, matter of fact, uh, I, I mean, it's a very, very old book. I don't want to call them spoilers. But, uh, uh, what's her name just died? Uh, I can't The white-haired... I can't remember his girlfriend? Yeah. The white-haired lady? She just died. Yeah. What trade the, are you on? The, I'm on the second... I'm like I halfway through the second she trade. stays dead. Okay, well, then, you know, thanks for... Welcome to comic books. Did oh. you really think they'd kill his girlfriend in the second No, of course trade? not, but... They can look at the covers of the other trades. She's on them. I, I understand think. that, but All I'm right. just saying that's where I am. She just died. It's an amazing fucking book. For a main character that doesn't talk... He talks. To himself. No, he talks to her. He talks to Woodrow. He talks to the but demons. They, but, okay, so but it, it, I feel like there are a lot of dialogue, dialogue-less sections of those books. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't talk a and lot. And he talks slowly. And my image of Swamp Thing is not him talking when I go into my mind for some reason. It's like him standing in the middle of the bayou. Maybe you need to read it again. It's been a while, but like, no, 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 I'm sure he does talk, but I'm saying what's evocative about the character to me is like this silent fucking plant man yeah. thing. And I was telling you before, well, I think that might almost be out. You said, what did you say, your daring statement? I, I think Watchmen may be the better story, but I think Swamp Thing is written better than Watchmen. I think Swamp Thing came at a time, and my chronology might be off, but... When Alan Moore was leaving, doing uh, small work for DC in 2000 AD and stuff over in England, and and started was about to start his personal kind of work, you know, like the uh, vendettas and the from hell, Watchmen's and yeah. the From Hells and all that. There was that period in between where it was almost a crossover, where it was like superhero books, but with a little bit of Alan Moore thrown in. But right. before Alan Moore let the reins fucking go and went batshit crazy. Right. So this, I think you almost peaked storytelling wise. It's, it's Watchmen like, is amazing, but 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 uh, in a conventional sense, it's not structurally sound. 
I don't, and his books typically aren't. I don't think. Swamp Thing seems to be planned out. Yes, better. Yes, as opposed to like, <clears throat> like Black Dossier. Though I love it, I don't even know what the hell happens. Whereas he let like Swamp Thing, though it's an unrealistic book, it, it's grounded in reality. Whereas Alan Moore kicked reality out the fucking door. Well, I think Swamp Thing is an Alan Moore character that was not created by Alan Moore. It, well, he made that character his own. Yeah, but he that's the quintessential it, yeah. Alan Moore. I mean, essentially, so? he's a horror writer. Yeah, fantasy horror, yeah. And the kind of. But he, he horror writes horror? such diverse books, though. You know what? It, it, maybe not even. He writes two kinds of books. He writes his horror, his takes on the horror genre, and, and then his on takes the on the superhero genre, like your top ten, your Tom Strong, Supreme, Watchmen, and your DC books. I think I prefer the. Uh, and then League, which is kind of a mix of it, too. Not horror. The books are much more horror than the movie. Like, I just showed you a couple panels from the League book. Yes, I want to take it and read it. You never read it before, right? Never read it. It's uh, pretty badass, huh? It is. The scene, well, the scene you showed me, yes. The entire book is just, it's hardcore compared to the milk toast fucking uh, movie we got. What, what, why do you think he detests all of his... Books being turned into movies. What was the first one that got ported? League? No, From no, Hell. From Hell? He liked From Hell. He did like From Hell. Do was, you that, to, was that the first? Do you want to really know why? Why Why what? Why he liked it? Why he got disenfranchised with Hollywood and hates everything. Is he it's, not getting paid for it? Do you no. Get paid for well, it? he chooses not to get paid. Yeah. It's not that he doesn't want to see... I don't think he likes movies to begin with much, but it's not that he wants doesn't want to see his books ported into movies... B, and B, I don't think he just doesn't have a general interest. He's done with the book. He's done with it. I think it all stems from that whole lawsuit thing over cast of characters in Fox, though. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was in production, and um, a guy called Fox one day and was like, Hi, my name is so-and-so. Uh, I'm a screenwriter. Just want to let you folks know, uh, I registered a script at the WGA called Cast of Characters, which is uh, yes, 99% yes, yes. your story, yeah. and Fox had to give them a huge payout. Alan Moore had to testify in court in America, and he is not a very public kind of guy. He hates talking in front of people, and I think the whole lawsuit process, it just turned him off to Hollywood in general. To now he thinks Hollywood and by a large part of America are just a bunch of so wait, there's, scum there's, fucking there's vampires. There's only been three... Ports? Three Alan, movie, Alan Moore movies? From Hell, League, and... Uh, and v for Vendetta. Vendetta. As of now, yeah. And then Watchmen is going to be out. Huh. I'll think more. But if you really think about it, except for his like semi, except for the superhero work he's done, like Killing Joke and for the man who has everything, and uh, yeah, but I mean they're not the movies are not based on those. That's stuff. what I mean. So what else do you have to adapt? You don't even know. You weren't even really familiar with his other stuff, right? Yeah. Like Tom Strong, that could be a movie. Top Ten, I think, would make a great movie. Uh, the Supreme. He's got 2000 AD. Do you know what 2000 AD is? No idea. Jesse. I'm very, you know... 2008 is the really, really big British comic-slash-fanzine. That's where Judge Dredd got its start. That's where Grant Morrison got a star. That's where Mark Miller got a star. That's where Alan Moore got a star. That's where Ennis got a start. I know the Grant Morrison. So 2008, that was was where most British writers started writing for. You know what I mean? And it's still published. It's funny because I was watching the Space DVD last night. Have you you've seen Space, right? Oh, yeah, a little bit. All of it. You bought? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you loving it now? Yeah. It's the most geek-tastic fucking TV yeah, show. I, I haven't made, watched right? the I haven't watched it with commentaries yet, but the guy who did all the drawings for Tim, like the mutant bear, yeah, yeah. that guy was an um, animator from 2008. I forget the guy's name. Gotcha. Space is fucking brilliant. It is. All the uh, how many references? So many of them go over my head. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of... A lot of them are really British, subtle. Well, yeah. And British ones. Yeah. But but how excited are you when you get one? You know what I mean? The first time I watched that show, I was like, these dudes are wearing fucking Spider-Man t-shirts and shit and talking about Star Wars and Resident Evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, smoking pot casually and it's, first, never, it's never made a big deal of the pot on the it. The pot, yeah. Do you realize that? Well... Though they take drugs, it's never referenced in a pejorative manner. And it's never even like... In this episode, they get stoned and do crazy stuff. They're just people who smoke, and it's not a big deal. Like real life? Like real life. Yeah. That's why I think I think people connect to space the way they do, because it is such... Like, it reminded me of my... You know what I mean? It, it reminds so many people of being in that stage in their life. Yeah. And it's never... 
studio controlled and it's never that little canned laughter kind of friends bullshit. Like, no one can relate to fucking friends. Hey, mm. no one would hang, they would get kicked out of that fucking coffee shop in a week. Why? They just take over. <laughs> No, that's just, that's that's what they do. Have that's, you seen that show? The layout of that coffee the, uh, shop. It's like a few little tables behind them, and then these two L-shaped couches, and they're fucking sprawled out all but day that's, long. That's the Friends version of the Max from Saved by the Bell. That's, but that's there were go. always X. But the Max was bigger in the Peach Pit to a larger extent. I yeah, feel, the, you I feel like you Central see, Perk. Yeah, is, but you don't see what's in front of them. You only see what's behind them. You assume nothing's in front of them. I thought. Well, because it's, it's a TV show. You know, you know, camp, yeah, yeah, but. If it was a actual coffee shop, I mean, they may be another. There might be forty feet. people like staring at Zach every time. <laughs> every time I watch say, but any excuse me, Jesse. Anytime I watch every sitcom now, I'm just gonna imagine the set continues past my eye line and like paint it. Well, you are supposed to imagine that if you watch Fresh really? Prince, you don't think their living room ends where the TV. I is. never imagine that. I just get in a sitcom mindset where I'm like, okay, that's it. It's a suspension of disbelief. you really build it in your mind. I don't. Not, I don't think anyone consciously says like, "Oh, I wonder. I wonder if there's another chair right there, four feet in front of Will." Well, no, you don't think if there's another chair, but you have to. You have to suspend your disbelief of there's an audience there. I never do that because of the laugh track. They make you think there's an audience there. I no. It's I understand that it's known, but what I'm saying, if it was an actual place, you know, it's great. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm trying to get over that whole interrupting thing. <laughs> Did you have anything else to say, or, or am I just... Well, I'm just explaining, if it was an actual place, there would be no audience. I mean, okay, when when somebody laughs at something on Saved by the Bell, they don't turn away from their lockers and say, hi, that was funny, wasn't it? You can't think that something is there other than what is supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? You know what's great? You ever, uh... <laughs> I know, I know what you're saying. Okay. I don't want to forget what my last thing was. So. All right. You ever, uh... Tune out, watch a sitcom, tune out the dialogue, and just listen to the laugh track only? No. Do it, dude, as soon as you get home. It's the weirdest thing in the world. The concept of laugh tracks are so weird. And and it gets so specific. You have, like, different kinds of laughs. You'll have, like, the little chuckle. You'll hear the one lady yelp, like, ah, in the background. I I think it's it's supposed to... You'll have, ooh. it It makes people laugh. Because they think they're supposed to. Well, laugh. yeah. Well, like I remember a lot of people. A lot of times, people have problems with British sitcoms because there's no laugh track. Because there's no laugh track, and you're not told when you're supposed to laugh. Yeah. And I, you know, like the all, and that spun over here to like the Office. Uh, everything does that now. Apparently, my parents were in town this weekend, and we were just flipping through the channels, and that Christina Applegate show was on. Okay. And we started talking, so we left it on for a second. Then I'm like, "This is a fucking freak. It's it's not a true. Even that Samantha Who or whatever." Is a non-laugh track, office-type, three-camera, multi-camera show, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, like or said, single camera, excuse me. They're, I mean, like you said, they're getting away from it. I mean, uh, I mean, sitcoms it's just, in general. Doesn't it feel dated at this point? It does. When you see a set, and you see the, the three, the wide shot, the the, 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 the two shot. It's because nobody ever just watches a, a TV show anymore. They, I mean, everybody's got the internet, they know what's going on. They know Everyone's what's... fans. They're yeah. active. People are actively involved in their entertainment nowadays. You bring exactly. up a great point. Remember back in the day when, like, a movie came out? You just went and saw it because of the trailer. Or fuck, my mom, there used to not be trailers. Like, people would just go see movies. My mom always talked, I don't believe her. She says this happened to a lot of people. Her mom took her, her little sister, and her little brother to see Barbarella when they were, like, eight. Okay. Because there was no rating. And, like, Jane Fonda's got her tits out the whole fucking movie. My mom's like, that happened to a lot, you know what I mean? Before there were ratings, parents didn't know what was kid-friendly and what wasn't. Yeah. I watched Psycho the other night, and I noticed that it was rated R. But I don't think it was R-rated when it came out. Why is that rated R? Well, there's there's no nudity, and all the violence is off-screen. Every single violence, every single shot... Is off screen. Every single shot of violence is off screen in that movie, or implied. No. There's uh, a shot of a knife going into flesh. What? When the uh, when the pushed down the stairs. Yeah. Well, he gets cut in the head. Yeah, but you see it from a backward perspective, and then as he's falling down the the stairs, you see the blood. Yeah. So there's never that shot of weapon hitting flesh. But in 1960, that was was 1960. Yeah. That was enough to... That's probably the only Hitchcock film I've really seen enough that I know well. 
Vertigo. I think Vertigo. I think Notorious. I've never seen it. I think I've Notorious is it. his best yeah. one. Let me um, think of the ones I've definitely seen. Uh, the Birds. Haven't seen that. I'll North tell you by right. Northwest. Uh, I saw North by Northwest vaguely. I was really drunk. I don't remember it. Uh, I saw well, whatever we were just talking about. Psycho. Psycho. I saw the one. Saboteur. Oh, yeah. yeah. The guy on the train. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. The guy on the train? Isn't there a guy on a train? Isn't that a whole thing? There's a, there's one called uh, Strangers on the Strangers Train. Strangers on the Train and Saboteur, so I saw both of those. Oh, yeah. I, I got some uh, movie trivia for you. Sweet. What's the first movie that was R-rated specifically for language? Wow. Uh, tick, tick, tock, tock. Is it, can I get a hint? Uh, Do a good one, though. It's kids. Kids are the one doing the language. Same in the movie, kids. No, no. <laughs> Children. I have no idea what. Stand by me. Was it really? Yep. First R-rated movie. Wait, the kids cursing it? Yeah. I, I forgot that you're not. <laughs> you're not that up to uh, stand by I'm me. Stand by me, bro. The here's reading. the thing. I think the last time I saw Stand by Me when I was like 12 years old, but from the age of like eight to 12, I saw it like 30 times. That was the movie they showed in camp. That was like the, the 12-year-old movie. That was a boy's... Dude, Rob Reiner had a great run and just fucking... Literally to this point, I don't I don't believe people that Will Wheaton's in. Until I watched that movie, there's only three kids in the cast. That's how long ago it's been since I've seen that film and how little it... it uh... But you don't remember the... He... You know what I do remember, though? Uh, not Stand and Deliver, but... Uh... The stand. Is it Lean On Me? Lean On Me with Morgan Freeman? Free Mr. Clark. He goes, you want a chocolate bar, fatty? And he's on the roof and he shakes the kid. You want a chocolate bar? Remember that? <laughs> Free Mr. Clark. You know what Craig does to you? Kills your brain cells, son. Yeah. You want a chocolate I don't want a chocolate I don't want a chocolate bar. Yeah. You used to watch- call me Crazy Joel. Now they just call me Batman. Yeah. That's a great fucking line. <laughs> For some reason, we there were movies we always watched in camp. It was always that, Mallrats, Flight of the Mallrats? Na- Flight of the of the Navigator, Navigator. Uh, and then the girls got their movies because it would be like the boys would be like oh, the boy counselors would rush on a movie for us, and then after that we'd have to watch like Troop Beverly Hills. I've seen that Beverly Hills. There's a movie called Beverly Hills. I said Troop Beverly Hills with oh. Shelley Long about the Girl Scouts. Never seen it. Or uh, uh, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Like, I was subjected to those as a child. But then it was randomly... And then once, we watched all of 10 minutes of Pulp Fiction. I was like 13, and they turned it off. I had never seen it before. And everyone (laughs) on the bus was like, let's put on Navigator again. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. So they would let you watch R-rated movies, but... No, they wouldn't. Stand By Me is R-rated. You said you watch Stand By... You said you want Marrats. So I guess it was selective. I guess if they could sneak it. Because what we had was in our camp, we had green shirts, they were called. They were people who who were, like, like officers, if you want to look at it, like an army. Okay. And my counselors were, like, NCOs almost. Okay. So they didn't really work for the camp. They worked there seasonally, right. whereas the green shirts were year-long employees. Mm-hmm. The green shirts were on the bus, but you'd have to be super careful about what we watch. But if they weren't, we would sneak on, like like you said, like, mall rats. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a big deal. Uh, but Pulp Fiction got snatched off, dude. And I remember my dad had seen it in theaters, and I remember him being like, it was an amazing movie, but like, he was like, someone brought their kid to that movie. He was shocked. And then I tore my shit up, man. So did it make you want to seek it out? I watched Pulp Fiction every day for like a month. <laughs> I literally think like every I, day for I think, because, uh, like, I've always been That might have been the fan. first movie where I was like, holy shit, movies can be cool. As opposed to like fantasies. That was the first time a movie struck me as hip. See, I, I never really got, like, like my parents would always let me watch pretty much anything. I mean, unless it was extremely sexually well, explicit. Thing, my parents would let me watch anything, but you know me, the, anything I wanted to watch was usually fucking follow that bird and, like, cartoons up until the age yeah. of 14. I mean, to this day, I'll find, you know? See, I, I was never like that. I, I'm still, like, I have, I'm very immature in the, in the terms of, I don't even know if that's immature. I just always love cartoons and kid shit, you know? I, I never really got into. I, I, I watched comic book cartoons like the Batman cartoon. Or See, the no, X-Men. I was always into like random cartoons. I, n- I never really like got into all the, the Yogi Bear, uh, Hanna yeah. Barbera cartoons, all the Disney cartoons. What my kind of shit? Like Gargoyles. I, know, I did watch Gargoyles. Gargoyles Dark, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Dog. Fucking what about um, Ducktales? Eh, Life yeah. is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. <laughs> 
Blue skies, boom, boom, airplane, it's a dark blur. You don't remember that? I, I remember that. We might solve a mystery or rewrite well, history. history. DuckTales. Yeah. I remember that. Tailspin? I, I, was just, I was never Tailspin? No, I wasn't a fan of Tailspin. What? No. The bear from Jungle Book moved out of the jungle and started a, car, <laughs> a cargo. Who knew bears could fly airplanes, A? But, and then B, who knew they would transport cargo along the jungle? And King Louie was the dispatcher. That's why it had to be cartoons. Oh, wheel. I was, a, I, was a, I was a Launchpad fan. I like Launchpad. Launchpad. Do you know Launchpad? What's the trivia on Launchpad, sir? Launchpad was on two cartoons. The Darkwing Duck and DuckTales. And DuckTales. Yeah. Has any other character really crossed over like that? At the same time, they were on the air, too. I'm sure there's been something. I'm sure Goofy was in, well, a, was well, in a cartoon or two. Well, Goof Troop. Nothing else, though, huh? Except for the original Disney, our OGs? No, not really. That's what I'm saying. Like, for, for a Disney... They've got their movies, right? And they'll spin them off into cartoons sometimes. But for those cartoons to spin off is rare. Like, Launchpad yeah. is, is an entirely TV-devised character. Yeah. Same with Uncle Scrooge, really. I, I don't know. Did Muppet, did, was Disney Christmas Carol, did that come out in theaters? Because that's the first time Uncle Scrooge was ever in a movie. He was Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know if it came out in theaters. But, I mean, it's a movie. He was Ebenezer. That, I think that was the first appearance of Uncle Scrooge McDuck. Okay. Wow. Maybe Ken would know this. <laughs> so Launchpad is kind of your... Kind of the... No, Mon- popular character, you Monterey think? Jack. I don't even know who Monterey from, Jack is. From Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. I never watched Chippendale. Rescue Rangers! Uh, he was the guy with the mustache and, and the uh, aviator. He was like... He was a pilot, too. Everyone's a pilot in Disney cartoons. Well, they got a good place. Same with Miyazaki. Well, Miyazaki's got a genuine... You, have you seen Miyazaki films? Uh, he, they do Akira? No, he did a... Uh, Spirited uh, Away, Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah. Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Castle in the Sky. I've seen Princess Mononoke. You ever seen Spirited Away? No. It's my favorite animated film ever made. I like Akira. I like Akira, too, but this is different. This is like Walt Disney level of genius. <laughs> these are like these are these are not kids movies, but they're they're fantasy as opposed to Kira's kind of like a uh, if Quentin did a fucking yeah. cartoon, you know. Whereas Miyazaki's like almost Spielberg in the sense early Spielberg, just pure imagination. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll let you spirit it away. It's amazing, but I'm saying Miyazaki's got a fetish for uh, airplanes too, and almost isn't that great that certain filmmakers put their. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, you write what you know. Like Guillermo has got the thing for clocks. You ever notice I that in his films? That, no. Oh, every movie, they're either he's either someone's repairing a watch, or they're inside a clock, or there's some kind of monster has a time work mechanism, and you see the dials moving and shit. Yeah, I never yeah. That. He's got a super fetish for that. Kevin's got one for uh, Star Wars and Jaws. And Star Wars, Jaws, hockey. Yeah. Uh, you see Tarantino started shooting Inglorious. Yeah, I see the cast. Yeah. But the, the, they're saying the spelling is intentional. It is intentional. But is the poster, is that, a, is that the official poster? Because it's spelled correctly. On I don't have a poster yet. I didn't even see it. You didn't see the poster? No, it's, what is it's it? Just, it's a Nazi, like the, the bird on a, on a... Oh, I did see that. It's, on a, it's a fucking fan made. Is it? Yeah, I think so. They've been saying it's official. You read the script, didn't you? Yeah. Remember? It was, so did I. It was E on the script. Bastards uh, no, misspelled in the script. What I'm saying is, okay, if the spelling is intentional... If, if that is the it's official poster... Do you remember why it's intentional? No. It's a German spelling of bastard. Oh. Because it's what the Germans call them. See, I didn't know that. Isn't it? That's what the Germans call them. The bastards, yeah. That's the German spelling of bastard. Didn't that's exactly that. why. Are you looking forward to it? I'm curious. I love... Did you like the script when you read it? <sighs> While I was reading it, I was like, this is the greatest script I've ever read. As soon as I finished it, I was like, wait a minute. How's that going to be a movie? Well, see, I read... It's almost a better... See, I wonder if it'll be a better script than it is a movie. Well, I, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know uh, if it'll function in terms of, of screen time and pacing and, and continuity. And I, I said that I wouldn't read a script before watching the movie again because it kind of ruins it for me. I read the script for Kill Bill before seeing it. See, I, I, I was actually having this discussion with someone the other night. And... Uh, they were about to spoil The Wire. For We were having a conversation about The Wire. There were, there were three of us there, and two of us hadn't finished it, and one, one, one of us had. 
and they were about to spoil it. My friend was like, oh, no, and he put his hands over his ears. And, you know, I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about spoilers because, to me, it's the execution and it's how you get there. Well, not really spoilers, but, I mean, if somebody told you... I learned character deaths. Wait, what? I learned, like, character deaths on the wire. Like, big, big, big spoilers. Okay, well, don't tell me, because see, I don't want to know that. See, but now I'm more interested in, like, wow, how do they get to that place from where they are now? Yes, and I that's understand why, that. And that's why I'm, I'm big on reading scripts before they're made into films, because rarely are they the same, and rarely are they how they... I saw them in my mind, and I think it's a really cool process from paper to film. Something I want to be involved in one day, so, like, I, I, I take... I kind of take a real interest in, 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 in being spoiled... And then going, holy shit, they managed to do it. You know what I mean? As opposed to, wow, what's that? It's going, holy shit, that's that. You well, know? see, I understand what you're saying. But if if you would have told me the ending to Sixth Sense before I watched it, it would have ruined the movie for me. I mean... You didn't figure it out? Sixth Sense? No. Ten minutes in, I was like, Bruce Willis is a ghost. My dad's like, shh. He's like, all right. You're a fucking liar. I swear to God. You're you know a liar. What, bullshit, because you know what it was? I was big on Twilight Zone endings as a kid. I, this weekend with my parents, we did it. It's the same game I used to do when I was little. Within three minutes of a Twilight Zone episode, I'd be able to tell you the twist. There's certain formulaic things, and Shyamalan is no fucking ingenue. I mean, ingenue is not the right word. Dude, he's fucking... What am I thinking of? Auteur. Yeah. Like, I really don't think he's that talented. He's, he's, now he's not. No. So fl- I, His last three or four flicks... Yeah. I love Unbreakable, but I love it because I'm a geek. Like, I really yeah. don't think that's that strong of a film. Sixth Sense is good, but I would go back and rewatch it, and, like, there's... Guillermo does that to it. It's so much better. The guy who did The Orphanage does that same kind of vibe so much better. I like The Orphanage. Spanish filmmakers, I think, really make amazing ghost films. Did you ever see The Others? Yeah. I thought The Others was a lot better. Isn't that funny? Why does Spanish language... Spanish, Mexican mostly, too, they make amazing ghost films. Maybe it's just a whole culture... And the whole kind of closeness to death, where they embrace death as opposed to Westerners are afraid of it? Well, I th- no, I think Westerners have gotten into more shock value than actual eerie think, storytelling. Think about all the fucking great eerie little ghost movies that come out. Most of them are, a lot of them are Spanish, you know? Well, yeah. That's funny. Because they're not trying to do the torture porn shit. Also, but just the whole culture, like the Day of the Dead and... They don't. They don't mourn. They celebrate. You know what I mean. Yeah. So they're a lot. They're a lot more in touch with with just dealing with death. Whereas in our culture, we don't want to talk about death. Right. You know what I mean. A ghost movie is supposed to be scary, as opposed to a lot of the Spanish ghost movies are kind of touching. Yeah. A lot of them end with like the re- resolution of maybe, getting maybe that. That's why getting that ghost through to the next side. You know what I mean. Yeah. Did you see the orphanage. I did. The remaking it. See, that's another thing. The remaking of foreign movies? The remaking of every fucking movie. They're trying to remake The Karate Kid with Will Smith and his son. I mean, why? Here's what I say. Let them remake The Karate Kid. Because that's... How how are you up on that? That's before our time. Karate Kid? Yeah, I've had this discussion with people. I've never seen it. Yes, I forgot to bring you some movies, my friend. That was before... What year did that come out? We were like two... Six, we were like two years five. old. How did you see it? I, have a, I got an older brother. Uh, see, that's a, that, that, I think that's a larger difference. I am the older brother. My, I have a younger brother. And my parents weren't into movies. So any movie I became a fan of was something entirely imposed by me. Well, I think if... I mean, by now, I would have seen The Karate Kid. By now, you should have seen The Karate Kid. You should have seen 12 Angry Men. Zero you interest. Seen but those are, and I should know music from the 80s. And I should... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that I only have the interest in seeking out the things I want. It's, we talked about your dad loved Eastwood and John yeah. Wayne. I had a discussion with my dad this weekend. He was like, I don't fucking care about it. <laughs> my parents aren't fans. They don't have that in them. But, no. We talked about that. So I was never, I got no influence them as far, from my, I got no influences from my parents as far as taste in movies or books or music whatsoever. None. So when did you jump into being a movie fan? Like 14. Quentin, Pulp Fiction was the movie. Before that, I liked kids' movies. I, I, yeah. Every, like, music was fished, 16. I can't, I, like, almost stumbled on all these things. Comic books, I was 18 years old before I got back into it, dude. I read comics as a kid and stopped when I was, like, 13. Yeah, you keep loaning me comics, I'm gonna start loaning you movies. You know, and that's what it is. Like, all these movies, read, read, Movies from the eight movies that were before my time. Yeah, I, I loaned you Red Dawn. Movies that were before my time, and that no one's gonna no no one's gonna come up to me and say, "Hey, man, have you ever seen fucking Cobra?" 
<laughs> hey, I got this movie to show you. It's uh, it's it's fucking Breakfast Breakfast Club or whatever. They try to do that. You never you know? seen Breakfast Club? I have. I hate it. I hate John really? Hughes. Eh. Oh man, that's what that's like the stank of the eighties. Did me. you know I worked with uh, Get a What Navi from Sixteen Candles? Did you? Yeah, on on all ages night. Did you really work with Get a? Yeah. Was it? Was he? Uh... I fine. never saw the movie, but but I was at a bar once. When I first came out here, and he was there, Long Duck Wong, yeah, and he hit on a dude. On a dude? I think he's out. And if not, sorry, get in one another. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't remember me. Long so. Duck Dong. Yep. I didn't know. I, that, I ne- that was I their ne- star. The joke of that the, weekend was I'd never seen that movie, so I was like, I kept calling him Crispy Wang, Crispy Duck Wang. Wait, is that him in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. It's not him? I think... I think it is. Without the lion who just leans over for a yes. second with the bald head, maybe. Does he live in Hawaii now? Because I doubt they'd fly him out to Hawaii for no lion. I'm sure he doesn't live in He's Hawaii. He's not on he... deleted scenes, so I don't think they'd fly him out for nothing. Maybe he just happened to be there. That's a, That might be the case. Short round and Data. Same person? Data? Yeah. From... Goonies. Yes. Yeah. Definitely? Yeah. So, yeah. Short round and Data are definitely the same person. Yes. Okay. If if not, I would be shocked. Who is the guy in Gremlins? Short Round or Gede Watanabe in Gremlins 2? The photographer. Neither, I don't think. Is that just another random Asian yeah. dude? There are three. Dude, not all Asians look alike. Yeah, but all... As far as I knew, there were two comedic Asians working. Like, from the 80s. Like, Short Round and Data. Think about this, and I know this is racist, but the industry might be racist. Then, how many Asian Asian American actors can you really name that work? Asian American actors. Ken Watanabe. Not an Asian American. Oh yeah. Uh, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Margaret Cho. That guy Bobby uh, Bobby Lee from Mad TV. John Cho. It's like under twenty. Under you know. Charlie Chan, but he wasn't even Asian bat, was he? Charlie Chan? Yeah, he was, yeah. See, I thought the whole thing with him was that he was an indiscriminate origin. He, he looked was, Asian. Yeah. Like the guy on the uh, Indian, the, the 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 littering ad with the teardrop. Well, there's not... He was a Puerto Rican. There's not a... Uh, you knew that, right? Yeah. There's not a... Uh, I guess there's not a lot of Asian roles. There's not a lot of, of, of fucking women roles. Decay. Actually, Decay would have been the first... For Star Trek? Yes. The first? Uh, to be on American TV? Really? In a prominent part. The same, with the, same with Uhuru. That was a, I don't like Star Trek, but as far as breaking down boundaries, that show was huge. It was the first interracial kiss. Shatner and Uhuru was the first interracial kiss. Look, because she's green. Oh, she's black lady. Yeah, I know. I was joking. Oh. Because he got, you know, he's fucking some aliens too, wasn't he? Yeah, but... I'm, I was never a Star Trek fan. I neither was I. I think yeah. he fucks aliens. I don't know. I don't like that shit. Are you, the movie? Are you gonna see the movie? I'm... I'm uh, eh, maybe. I've seen Wrath of Khan. I, I don't think I've ever watched a Star Trek movie. That's cool. I think I've seen a few of the movies, but not one episode of any of the yeah, shows. I've seen some of the episodes. My dad was a big fan of Star see, Trek. Yeah, I never... Uh... You know what's funny? I had this conversation. My mom was into comic books as a kid because her, her, her grandpa worked for the New York Daily News and got... The funnies got like the uncut edition, so he would bring them home and get them for free. So my mom would, you ask my mom, like I, my entire life I have this fun thing, with, I'll be like, Captain America, she'll be like Steve Rogers, I'll be like, <laughs> T- Iron Man, she'll be like Tony Stark, because she remembers, she read comic books as a kid. If you ask my dad about comic books, he read one comic book as a kid, and to this day I've never met anyone else who's heard of it. It was called Sand Sack. Never heard of it. It was like it was like an Archie. It was like a Richie Rich kind of comic, it, or he read Beetle Bailey. My dad too. I know Beetle Bailey and Sad Sack. It was a comic strip. Okay, but that's all my dad. If you mention comic books, all my dad liked was Sad Sack. Wait, Sad Sack? Yeah, that's what it was called, Sad Sack. What the fuck was it about? It was a comic strip about like a little kid, I think, or something. One of those dumb old comic strips, like Beetle Bailey. Wait, are you saying Zack or Sack? Sad Sack. Like S, sack. Interpret through the lisp. S-A-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that hard. Sad sack. sack. It wasn't like... It, I went online, they did put out... It was like an EC comic. It was like in the 50s. Before even more... You know what I mean? It was a golden age book, dude. Yeah, yeah. 
So, like, I really didn't get shit from any, you know what I mean? It wasn't like my dad was a huge Batman fan and, like, you know? I, uh, I never really knew any comics. My parents liked pot. That's what I got from <laughs> Death of Superman got me in the comics. The, the Doomsday Edition? Yeah, I was just walking through Walmart was... and saw Death of Superman trade and said, hey, I know who Superman is. I didn't know he died. Picked it up, read it, been reading comics. I'd say from the age of 6 to 12, I was in a comic store every week. I read... I never did that. I only read one kind of book, though, and going back, I'm like, I was an asshole as a kid. It was either Ghost Rider, Venom, Punisher, only Wolverine, only, like, brooding anti-hero shit. I hadn't read a DC book till I was 18 years old. Yeah, but those books are, I mean, they're not geared toward kids, but they're kind of what brings kids. And then I stopped reading comics full stop when I turned about 13. Full any, stop. Any particular reason? And girls, God. Partying, you know what I mean? High school, like I just wanted, to, I didn't care about comics anymore. Okay. I wasn't a geek in high school, surprisingly. I was a movie geek, but like I didn't know about sci-fi or any of that shit, right? I was kind of both. I went to college, hadn't read a comic since I'm 12 now. It's been like eight, six years. I saw Dogma when I was like what, 16, 17? I don't know. Nine. Dude had the Hellboy shirt in it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Hellboy? I was walking through a store one day. I saw a Hellboy comic. I was like, oh, that's that shirt from Dogma that the Stygian's wearing. I'm like, that's a cool design. And I've, I've always loved the occult. I've always been into the occult as a little kid, you know what I mean? Like ghosts and, you yeah. know. So I was like, Hellboy, that sounds right up my alley. And I picked up Hellboy, and for maybe a year, I read every Hellboy book that came out. I would go to the comic book store for the first time since I'm 12, and now I'm living in Vermont, I'm 18, and I would pick up Hellboy books. And I moved out of Vermont. Fuck, dude, I didn't read comics until I moved to Manhattan when I was 19. And then I, within a week of moving to Manhattan, I applied at a job in a comic book store. And within a month after that, I was reading like 30 <laughs> titles a week. And then since then, I've gone back and I know the gap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I filled myself in on comic book history, but it's only been like maybe four years. I've only been a Wednesday warrior, like a hardcore bagged and board. Like I bagged and boarded my first book maybe three years ago, which is astounding. See, I was always into Which is astounding, but I didn't have comics. I moved. I, I, I think my, I threw them out when I was. You know what I mean? Like I so didn't you care. Threw them out? Probably. I, I think I, I cut them up into a collage before I moved. To, when I went to college, I made like a big poster from my room of like all superheroes and shit. I didn't give a shit. I didn't care about comic books at all. And it was Hellboy that brought me back into the fold, and a larger part, Kevin, in a weird way, by having that kid wear the fucking t-shirt in the movie. <laughs> I wonder if that was even his choice. I don't know. So yeah, the comic book thing is relatively new to me. But, I mean... Superhero. Yeah, you're up on your shit. Yeah, I've gone... Because when I get obsessed with something, I fucking... You know what I mean? I, I go I go hardcore. Like the band Fish. I heard one song. Before I heard another song, I knew everything... I read a book on the band. Before hearing an album? I knew... I, I heard one song and was like, Alright, this is it. I know I'm gonna... I know this is it. I was Ooh. like, that's the best song I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna be a fan. All my, all my that, friends were into it. What if it was just that one song? I was just getting into pot. I was like, I need to be... You know what? I think it might have been self-imposed at first. I was like, I need to be a fish fan strategically right now. I was like, that's the stage of my life right now. Stoner, hippie, fish fan. So like... So you made yourself... I made myself a fish fan. I made myself knowledgeable before... I knew every song before I even heard them. I do backward shit like that. Isn't that weird? When I get into something, I'll go backwards. And make it like I've been into it my whole life almost. I I was sort of like that with Scorsese. I saw Taxi Driver and Goodfellas and said I've got to seek out every fucking Scorsese movie there is. Well, I do. When I find a director I like, I'll do that. That's that's the fan in us. If you've ever heard Pat Pat Oswald um, was a guest on another. I don't know if you've ever heard of this podcast actually, it's, except for ours and Smodcast and the other Quick Stop stuff, like Snide and Cabin. Um, it's the only one I listen to. It's called Sound of Young America. No, guy named Jesse Thorne does it. It's on uh, MaximumFun.org. And he interviews, like, mostly comedians. And you interview Patton, and Patton talks about it. He's like, it's a rare gene to have that fan thing in you. He's like, only certain people have it. He's like, my, my, I'm talking about me personally. My parents don't have it. You do. I do. It's that completest thing. It's that, um, if you read a book by someone you like... You gotta get all the books. You go, oh my god, you're, yeah. you're like, I have to read everything they've ever written in every single possible facet in any way. Yeah. Whereas a normal person would read it and be like, oh, that was a good book. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like, I'm gonna go, if I, you know. It's expensive, but yeah. That's that's the fan mentality, dude. You know, when we like something, we have to like it entirely. I think that's why I didn't do trade for a while. As I had to have every individual issue. 
I'm weaning myself such off, dude. I feel so proud of myself. Thanks to Ken for ta- starting to talk, and then another few people for encouraging it. Put some comics back. I quit five last week, and I'm quitting another six today. I'm quitting Flash today. See, I've, I've never been a Flash fan. I'm quitting, like, I'm I'm quitting shit, dude. Like, I'm I'm narrowing the shit down to stuff I actually want to read. That's you, good. If you look at the desk, there's still eight books from, like, the last few weeks. That can't happen next week. <laughs> I, in a month, I want to get to a point where I read all the comics I want to read in one day. Like right now, those books I have zero interest in. And so they'll keep going the and they'll keep going because I had been reading the series. But I'm so done with that. Going. I'm quitting Cold Turkey. I quit Supergirl. I quit Wonder Woman. I quit, Wonder I quit Wonder Trinity, Wonder. sir. Dude, how, prou- how proud of you are me? I read 16 of them. Yeah. There's no reason not to have gone to 52 in my mind, but I quit. Like, this is a big step in my life. You, my son. Or a comic collector. Hey, it feels good, you know what I mean, dude? To not have to be fucking... To buy... Like, I still buy every fucking X-Book like a retard. Uh, X-Books are actually doing pretty good now. They're, they're pretty good. There's too many random ones. One-shots. Yeah, I don't read Factor and... X-Factor... No, X-Factor's one of the, the Peter David... That, see, I don't even consider that an X-Book. Because none of the X-Men are in it. What's the next book? Yeah, but no X-Men are in it at all. It's like, I call it X-Book means you got a Wolvie, which is every <laughs> book in the... I said they should just start Wolverine Comics. But there is a Wolverine comic. No, Wolverine Comics, like a company. Oh, oh, okay. And just put out like 10 Wolverine books every week. Because that's basically what Marvel does. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think I'm getting to a point where I'll, I'll always love comics and I'll always go every week and every Wednesday, but I'm going to start only reading shit that I actually want to read, which sounds... In any other facet of life, it's ridiculous. What do you mean? Can you imagine, let's say you went to a, let's say you kept going food shopping and buying food you, you know you were, didn't like and you know you weren't going to eat, but you bought it anyway, knowingly knowing you, you were going to hate it. Or anything. It's kind a, of a dumb move. Any clothing. Would you ever buy a shirt? You're like, that's the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. I'm never going to wear that. Of course not. I need to have it. <laughs> that's me with Supergirl and Wonder Woman and fucking... Did you get your McFly's? Nah, they're on the way. I'm psyched, sir. Did you ever find out about your Hillboys? No. Thank you for reminding me. We got to retrack. You're like, you're like my <laughs> sneaker consultant. Anything else I got going on in my life? Uh, <laughs> I found the schools. Oh, I got to show you, dude. I went to a cool store the other day down on uh, uh, La Brea, actually, called End Still. I'll take you in there with me. It's all vintage clothes from the 80s. I got like 20 What's it t- called? End Ampersand yeah. Still. I got like 20 t-shirts, man. If we were in the, we should pause. Oh, I almost want to pause and show you. We have a little bit, dude. I got this Run DMC shirt. I got a White Man Can't Jump original movie <laughs> shirt. I got starter jackets. I got old school WWF. I got a Sergeant Slaughter. I got a Ric Flair. I got Wait, a Sting. Are you, uh, are you gonna wear starter jackets? Yeah, I think so. Really? And like newer and like those kind of members only looking. Yeah. Like it's. I like that shit, dude. It's what's in yo. <laughs> starter jackets? No. I, they're, 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 they're coming back. They're Walmart now. They're coming back. No, they're not. No, excuse me, not starter. The old school champions. Oh uh, yeah. They the old school hip hop gear, dude. Yeah. This entire store was like eighty out, eighties out. All the old fight jackets from like Tyson Holyfield. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was dope, dude. You dig it? I'll check it out. Isn't that weird how shit starts to come around? Like I told my, <laughs> I was in there with my parents. I was like, yo, this is stuff I wouldn't have worn. When it came out, yeah. I would have been embarrassed as a kid, but now I want to wear it. You know what I mean? It's funny, dude. Like, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! They had a fucking Ultimate Warrior jacket, bro. You should I grab that it. shit. It's I am just, an Ultimate Warrior just, fan. Oh, bro, it's like, when's your birthday? May 21st. Oh, past. All right, <laughs> cocksucker. It's like a WWF. It's like a members-only thin jacket. WWF on the front in, with white with blue piping. It's got the warrior paint on the back? The back is the warrior. Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing is a fucking warrior, like, putting his arms up screaming. They got a Macho Man jacket, too, dude. Brother. Oh, we've never mentioned wrestling on this show, have we? No, I think we talked about it off the show, but... We were, well, we, we were about, both into it for a while, we right? About, uh, you were into it before I was. I think I, think I was you had stopped older, watching it. Yeah, yeah. When you jumped into it, I was kind of falling out of it. I watched it from, like, probably 98 to, like, 02 or something. See, I like late 80s, early, mid-90s. 95, 96 to 02. I was like The Rock, Mankind, Stone Cold. I, I did like The Rock. I DX. never liked Stone Cold. Yeah, see, I was never into that. I was into, like, when The Undertaker first came. See, I wasn't... 
I remember being like five and my friends having wrestling toys. Like I remember the name, like Yokozuna. I've, I've yeah. never seen wrestle. Really? Yeah, because that was before my. I wasn't watching back then. My parents were not into. They they still to this day. It's like a violent. See again. For my I birthday, my dad took me to a SmackDown, and he was like, "This is most. It's like it's a trailer park come to life." <laughs> like there were three fights around us. He's never been more uncomfortable in his life than going to a wrestling match. My See, dad. I, I had an older brother again who was into wrestling. And there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to create my own fucking shit, sir. No, I mean, like... That's why at the age of, like, 14, I was like, you guys love Roger Rabbit and NeverEnding Story, right? And everyone was like, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> all I wanted to talk about. But it's more like a soap opera now. I mean, you know... That's like, when I watched it, Like, yeah. Vince McMahon is, like, the evil... It's a soap opera guy. for dudes, yeah. Yeah. Like, See, Oz, kind of. When I watched it, Vince McMahon was a commentator with Jesse the Body Ventura and Saturday Night Main Events. When did Lawler come in? I thought Lawler was early, late 80s. Lawler and JR. As a commentary? No. Lawler like was a wrestler? Oh, yeah, Lawler was a wrestler. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. JR. I don't think he was ever a wrestler. No, I mean, when did you start commentating? Oh, uh, I don't know. Mid 90s. It was, yeah, it was Jesse. Yeah, it was, it was Jesse the Body Ventura and Vince. Yeah. And mean Gene Oakland did all the, <laughs> the interviews. It was always, uh, Henning was always the ref, right? Hebner. Remember we talked about this? We yeah. did talk about this. Because I told you Henning died. screwing fucking... Mr. Wait. Perfect died. You didn't know who Mr. Perfect was. I still don't. Kurt Henning, the blonde, the, he, he had long blonde hair. Uh, who did he wrestle with? Was he in a tag team or... No, no, he was WWF for a while. He moved to WCW for a little while. Never WCW guy. Eh, not, not really me either. The only reason I started watching WCW sometimes is because the WWF legends... Did you have the toys... Some of them. I actually had the ring. I had the ring and, and the Titantron. I had oh. the cage. I had the steel cage. See, I, when I was into wrestling, the toys were like, because I was older, which is a little more embarrassing, but like, <laughs> technology had caught up where like, if you put the rock on the on the entrance ramp, it would play his theme music. Oh no, I never had that. All the wrestlers had like microchips in their shoes. Nah. I had like, I had like three rings, I had like 80 wrestlers, I used to have like Royal Rumbles in my room and shit. <laughs> I told you, dude, I should bring it from New York. I've got an autographed mannequin head by Al Snow. Oh, yeah, it was my, ch- that, yeah. my prized fucking possession. I had the uh, the Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy. The little. Did you? The, yeah, the, the, little, the stretchy one or the plush one? The plush one. I had a Hulk one when I was a kid, I think. I would take it out on the trampoline and have matches. Yeah. Maybe with the elbow. I almost killed someone once. Wrestling on a trampoline? No, just wrestling in general. I was a camp counselor. I was like 15. <laughs> Remember that whole summer I was a camp counselor? You should never be a counselor. So. There was a nine-year-old kid and I was like, I was just into, I was really into wrestling at that point, and this kid was annoying the fuck out of me. And he was like, I, I like wrestling, I like wrestling. I'm like, well, come here. And I pump handle slammed him. You know what that is? No. Pump handle slam is, uh, it's like almost a variation of powerbomb. You go from behind, put your arm over their shoulder, grab from their leg, and flip them onto their back like that, and then just drop oh, them yeah, down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I did it to an eight-year-old for some reason. And we were in... On the a, ground? No, we were in the wrestling part of camp, so we were on mats. But apparently, I hit this kid too hard because he, like, fucking got shook, dude. Wait, there. you put him straight on his back? Yeah. I was not thinking. <laughs> not only straight on his back, dude, I did, like, a knee drop onto it. Like, I knee dropped him onto his back. Like, it was Jeez. bad. Like, they were going to call the fucking, his parents and shit. I had to, like, wait with him in the nurse for, like, two hours. Like, it was the worst thing ever. That's why I've almost killed myself, dude. Wrestling is bad because every kid who watches wrestling at some point is going to emulate the fucking things. Yes, but that's why you have, like, a trampoline or... A trampoline sounds like the most dangerous thing in the world. It it was. I didn't have a backyard growing up either, so I didn't really have a trampoline. Had a trampoline. We had had the trampoline, like, right by our porch, and our porch was, like, eight feet high. So you jump off the porch, yeah. Yeah, nah, dude. I used to jump off my shelves onto my bed. I had high, not my shelves, I had like a wall unit in my bedroom growing up. Okay. So like, I would jump from like eight feet off the wall onto, onto the my bed? bed. Onto my bed, yeah. But you break the bed. No. I don't know if we, this is really interesting, like the architecture of my bedroom growing up. But uh, <laughs> my bed wasn't on a, uh, my mattress wasn't on a bed frame or a spring. It was on. Was on the floor? No. It was, a, it was a trundle bed. I thought you turned that off, sir. It was a trundle bed. How is this phone ringing all the time today? Let's, like, this is something, let's take, I apologize for that, but take I... It. Take it. Let's take it. Take it. Hello? Yeah, I'm podcasting, Mr. President. Mr. President, bye. That was, uh... Telemarketer? No, it was Ronald Reagan. 
Call it from dead. the grave? No, it wasn't Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, the reason I usually never fucking worry about that phone line is, is two people in the world have that number. It's the house phone. It's the house phone. Yeah. The people to let you get into my building and the president. And one of those two people happened to just call, so. But it was Reagan. It was Reagan. Wow. Is he dead? Yes. Uh, Carter? Carter is living, I think. No, I think he died. Did he? I think he died this year. Who's alive? Ross Perot? He was never president, <laughs> no, and I he think wasn't. he's dead. Ross Perot is dead? No, he's not. I think so. With the ears? Yeah, he was no. like he was like 87 when he ran in like 92. Is he dead? I, either that or he's like 180. I know better about dead wrestlers than I What were we talking about right wrestling? before this? Well, your bed. Okay, so it was a, you know what a trundle bed is? A what? A trundle bed. No. I know what a bunk bed is. Okay, it's kind of like that concept. My bed was built on like a, uh, not formica, but like a wooden platform. So you had like, oh, yes, yes, yes. There was a flap, and under that you pulled out another bed for a guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my bed just sat on top of wood, so there was no spring. You could jump on it all the fuck you wanted. It was like built into the... It was like a waterbed frame. Yeah. Like a wooden... Is that what a waterbed frame looks like? Yeah. It was attached to the wall, though, too. Well, yeah. Uh, it was like a shelf running along my saying, bed. Yeah. It was like a formica thing or something. I yeah, yeah. So I would just jump on that. That was so... Labored and uninteresting to get to that. Am I doing impressions? What? Am I doing impressions? Why'd you whisper it? You can't do. It. Let me. Let, me, expl- I don't, let no. me explain to you about something about the concept of a microphone. It picks up noise. It's kind of its job. So like, if they can hear the fire engine from like all the way over there, they can hear you going. Am I doing impressions? <laughs> I'm like, all right, sir Jesse, you are doing impressions. Uh, we one? started a new feature on Bagged and Boarded where you, the listener. Our loyal bagged and boardy. But, okay, this is my problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So I've, I've done sort of half-assed impressions a couple times, and that's kind of how we got into this. Okay. But we've also talked about like 70s and 80s and older movies that you haven't seen. And we also said we're going to start a new thing about uh, giving you movies to watch that you may have not so seen. So you give me a movie and then But nobody, you... nobody mentioned movies about you. They oh, they're like, supposed to give me movies? Yeah, I, I thought that's what we did on the last episode. I thought it was that you were going to recommend movies for me. Okay, so new feature. Uh, <laughs> I will bring you listeners. Movies, you, you bring Karate Kid. I bring you Karate Kid. You give Jesse an impression and you give me a movie and uh, I'll pick Jesse's impression and Jesse will pick the movie for me to watch. That sounds good. And we'll go about doing that. So what impression am I doing? Uh, see, I instinctively wanted you to do Rodney Dangerfield. Well, we only got two suggestions this week. Um, shame, shame, Three, folks. Three, technically. Three, but one of them was like Gary Busey getting raped up the ass by an alien yeah. or something. And though I'm sure that would be wonderful, uh, <laughs> I don't know we don't have an alien in the room. Afraid not. Can you do a Busey? No, I can't really. Exactly. <laughs> so the other two suggestions were Rodney Dangerfield and Jimmy Stewart. And my mind went Rodney Dangerfield because I'm like... Jimmy Jesse doing a, a Jew a Jew from New York in his fifties would be funny, right? But the problem is Jesse's Rodney is not that off. <laughs> not in the sense that he's doing a good Rodney, but he's doing a ver- he's doing Jesse doing Rodney, which doesn't work. Which is going to be every impression I do. No, it's not because then I heard three seconds of Jimmy Stewart, sir, and then I decided that was the impression we're going for today. So, ladies and gentlemen, for your uh, what, what am I? I don't even know. Listening pleasure, dude. I've never seen a Jimmy Stewart movie. I told you that. Jesus Christ. I told you that before. So for your listening pleasure, I'll interview you for a moment as Jimmy Stewart. Okay, let's do that. Um, Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to uh, the discussions, a a topical chat show where I, uh, Matt Cohen, interview the the hot stars of our day. We're here. We're joined here in the studio by Mr. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Hello. Star of stage and screen. How are you today, Mr. Stewart? I, I'm good. I'm good. You're doing all right? I, I'm all right. Mr. Stewart, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here in the studio. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, n- not not being a, I'm a fan of your work, i got to be honest, I'm not too familiar with your opus. Could you tell us about some of the films you've been in uh, well, and roles you've well, played? I, I have quite the fondness for... Uh, Philadelphia Story. I, I won Best Actor for Philadelphia Story. Uh, I did a few Hitchcock movies, uh, you know, Vertigo, and uh, <laughs> I did Vertigo. I did, uh, did a few Hitchcock movies. I did uh, Harvey with the uh, the Rabbit, the, the Imaginary Rabbit. You Have do, you seen that? No, one? No, but I've heard of it because because the, the, there's the joke in Roger Rabbit where uh, 
Judge Doom is like, has anyone seen a rabbit? And the guy goes, I've seen your rabbit. Yeah, right over here. Harvey. Yes, that, that, that was for my, my movie. Um, um, I, I've done quite a few. I, 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 I done some army movies. I did some westerns. I did, um, uh, who shot Liberty? Val- Where are you the man from? who shot Liberty Val. Where am I? I, I believe if I'm not are mistaken, I am from North Carolina. Okay. Yes. I, I may be mistaken about it. I don't really remember. I'm dead now. So it's a little hard to remember. Just like Ronnie, Ronnie Reagan, right? It's like the deadly, it's El Dia de los, uh. Muerte. El Dia de Muerte. Spanish for Day of the Dead, Mr. Stewart. I, I don't speak Spanish. I know. But uh, yay! That was good, Jesse. All right, thank you. Now, let me do something. I have never seen or heard Jimmy... I've never seen a Jimmy Stewart movie. That, that, I just find that amazing. I think my Jimmy Stewart is so much better than yours, though. <laughs> was he the guy who was like, Hey, guys, what are we doing over here? Yeah. Like, that guy? That's Jimmy what a wonderful story! Yeah. Oh, that guy? Kind of sounds like... Was he uh, Mr. Olympic? Mr. Olympic? Mr. Olympic. In what? The fish. The movie, Mr. Limpet. Never seen it. the guy who gets turned into a cartoon fish? Never seen it. Oh, okay. That was good, Jesse. Thank you. Did that feel good? Yeah. You never seen Mr. Limpet? No. It's either him or Don Knotts. I think it's Don Knotts. It's Don Knotts. Okay. He, don't wait a minute. Were we not just both doing Don Knotts? I was doing Jimmy Stewart. Do they sound exactly the same? No. What's the difference? Do a Don Knotts. Do a Don Knotts. Uh... Oh, yeah, they are kind of similar. See, I, can't really do I was Knotts, doing but... Don Knotts. Jimmy Stewart was the one who kind of dragged the stuff out like that, right? Well, you sound a little like Nixon. No, Nixon. Nixon talked like this. Wait, how did Nixon talk? Like you were just talking. He talked like this. <laughs> Nixon talked like this. Listen here, Frost. Get the Jews out of here. Kissinger, you're a good Jew. He said that once. He was like, you're one of the good ones, Kissinger. He was like, thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> I'm a Jewish Elmo Fad. You know who that was? Henry Kissinger? Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Who was? Jimmy Stewart was the guy in A Wonderful Life? Yeah. Was that what he's known for? Uh, that's probably his most famous one. Was he a big star? Every Christmas. He was, yes. Jimmy Stewart. Leading man, yes. comedian, or sex symbol? Two out of three. The ladies didn't like him? I don't think he was a sex symbol. He wasn't like a Cary Grant kind of guy? No, no, not at See, all. See, I don't know anything about it. Dude, Philadelphia like a- story. Cary Grant and... Okay, I'm bringing you Philadelphia story next week. What is it about? It's, uh, Cary Grant was married to Catherine Hepburn. I will only watch it if this is in it. On the streets of Philadelphia. This is about 50 or 60 years before is that Is this what song. that is based on? No. Jimmy Stewart doesn't get AIDS in this. No. Mm, don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> but there's a really funny scene where Jimmy Stewart gets drunk. Is it a comedy? It's, it's, oh, yes. Cary Grant was in comedies? Cary Grant? Yeah. Dude, Cary Grant probably had the best com- comedic timing was he in, um, of his time. What about Baby? What about Bringing what about Up ba- Baby. I saw that one, I think. His Girl Friday is a really good Cary Grant movie. I don't know these. I've never seen Cary Grant. I've never seen... Uh, well, if you've seen Bringing Your Baby, you've seen... Oh, I guess. But I was really North young. by Northwest was Cary Grant. The only movie I really like from back then, because you know me with the stupid thing, but I'm trying to get over it. Like, I've been watching TCM a lot. I'm I just don't, have, I just don't retain the over. titles. Casablanca I saw this year, and Great I love... Great film. That's a book. You just saw it this year? Yeah, for the first wow. time. I've never seen Gone with the Wind or anything like that. Uh, Everyone says Casablanca, yes, Gone with the Wind, no. Yeah. I've never seen Maltese Falcon. Great movie. Uh, Casablanca, I love, man. So are you a Bogart fan because of Casablanca? Yes. Because there's a lot of great but, Bogart But the, so. to me, the best one in Casablanca is not Bogart, and it's not the chick. It's, uh... Claude Rains? Yeah. yeah. As, He's as, a notorious. As the inspector? Yeah. The dialogue is so... Sorry. The dialogue <laughs> is so spitfire in that movie. Uh, yeah. He's in the whole, put it on my tape. We have a system. He pays for it. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's kind of like Marx Brothers almost. I was shocked. How, oh, dude, His Girl Friday, you've got to see then. I, see, I love movie. that snappy fucking, that one-liner. His Girl Friday will be your favorite movie of all time. Really? Yes. That whole, like, uh, 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 yes. you know? Like, that fucking. His Girl Friday set is a three-hour movie in an hour and 20 minutes. Set up punchline. Set up punchline. Yes. Like, every, really? Yes. His a three-hour and 20-minute movie? It's a three-hour It's a three hour movie in an hour and 20 minutes because they talk so fucking fast. What is the longest film ever released in theaters? 
I don't know if it was released in theaters, but I saw in Guinness Book of World Records once. There's a movie in Japan called The Longest and Most Pointless Movie Ever Made. Right, and that's it's about silly. 50 hours long. I think the longest feature film ever made by a studio that was released in theaters was called Nicol- Nicholas Nickerby. And it was eight and a half hours, and there were two intermissions when you went to go see it. I wouldn't go see it. My grandma saw it. It came out in like the 50s, I think. It was called Nicol- Nicholas Nickerby. Yeah. I, I would never watch an eight hour. What about Greed? Greed is like six. The one with fucking Michael J. Fox? What? No. Greed was a. Is, I think. It might be even a silent. Well, movie. Michael J. Fox and Bridges? No. Where they had, like, he's dying and he gets the inheritance, and Michael J. Fox and his family fight over it? That was called Greed. Well, Phil Hartman Greed? was in it, yeah. No, Greed is a, uh, an old German movie, I think. Oh. Uh, well, you know, you know me with the German thing. But I think they cut it to be like an hour and a half. So From three hours? From like six hours. From six hours. Yeah. You know a movie I wish was six hours? Hellboy 2? Death of Smoochie. No, I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. I rewatched Smoochie. It's, it's, uh, it's just as good as I think it is. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. Okay. IMO, which took me a long time to realize what meant on the internet. IMO, in my opinion? I go, IMO? I'm not good with the whole web slang shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just be reading sentences and be like, I went to the Rotaful. Full. <laughs> Rotaful. In Jamukum. That's what the web reads to me like. Hi, everyone. In Jamukum. Exclamation point. Lameo. 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 It sounds like a foreign, like French. Lameo. Rafael. Rafael. Lameo. Rafael. Copter. And on that note, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt Cohen. And I am Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. And it's been bad and boring and it's been real. What? I am just a newborn.